Hello and welcome to the Codex Prime Podcast. I am your host, Victor Romoyo, and we are on episode 74, and it is Tuesday, May 16th, 2017. I did it with two hands this time. Awesome. <laughs> and with me to my right is... Carl Bird. What up? Yeah, what up, world? <laughs> yes, uh, Carl Bird is in the house as always. Uh, we do this every Tuesday. We thank you for listening to us and watching us on the YouTubes. Uh, got another another episode for for you. Um, you know, some some geek stuff, some 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 magic, some some goodness, some beauty, truth, freedom, love, all that good stuff. Ain't that right, Carl? I guess. What type of love are you talking about? What type of love am I talking about, Carl? And this will be the final episode of the Codex Prime <laughs> Podcast. <laughs> oh yeah, but uh, and uh, if you hear in the back, we got the return of our good friend Jen. Say hey, Jen. Hi, all. Yes, uh, Jen. Our that was so funny. <laughs> <laughs> Jen's our studio audience, our friend of the show. She's just playing Miss Pac-Man on the PS4 trying to break her high score. Isn't that right? Yes, the best game ever. You got a retro retro gamer. That's right. I'm one too, so I'm not even gonna lie. Oh yeah, that's what's up. So, uh, you know, a few things to talk about. Uh, it's a free form episode. You know, we don't have a main discussion per se, but we will, we will touch on a bunch of the uh, nerdy, geeky headlines you this sure past week. sure the hell did slack in that department. Yeah, but hey, you know what? Not every week has a major Thing, I suppose, but there's plenty of geek goodness to delve into. So, Carl, what have you been up to, man? What's been going on in your world? Uh, other than playing a shit ton of uh, Grand Theft Auto V and working, of course, um, I delve, I um, checked out a few albums that came out within the past few weeks. Okay. Uh, I'm going to start off with uh, the new release by Wale, which is called Shine. Mm. Um, actually, not a bad album. I, I enjoy I enjoy Wale very much. Um, a couple of my favorite songs on that one are "My Love" featuring Major Major Lazer, Wizkid, and Dua, Lee, Dua Lipa. Mm-hmm. Maybe a few uh, Af- a few uh, African artists, and how Wale is Nigerian, of course. Mm-hmm. And then another one. Uh, you are half Nigerian. That's right. Yoruba is in the house. All right. <laughs> and uh, Columbia Heights Tejamo featuring Jay Balvin. Which is kind of a little reggaeton type feel to it, but no, very enjoyable. I will play it at my parties. I plan on DJing real, real, real soon. Hmm. Another one um, took a couple of listens, but it actually has grown on me, which is um, the latest by Kendrick Lamar, which is called simply Damn. Damn. Yeah. Damn. No, don't do that again. Okay. <laughs> but, um,. Has a few uh, features in it. Uh, a song called "Loyalty," which features Rihanna, is one of my favorites. Of course, you know the lead su- the lead single right now, "Humble," is you know on the charts right now. And also one of my favorites on the on um, the track on the uh, album "Duckworth," and I believe that's the one that's featuring uh, Kid Capri as well. So um, it's still still that Compton feel, still has that powerful message that that he likes to. Um, send out so i definitely urge you guys to check out damn by kendrick lamar mm-hmm. and also wally's uh, shine and other than that that's pretty much been it for me okay yeah it's and been not a damn thing really mm. and with a, uh, it's interesting you mentioned kendrick lamar i actually did listen to uh half of his, his, his album on spotify which i which i really dig so far cool. um like like, how do you what do you think about his album compared to his previous two? Like, Good Kid, Mad City will always be the well, I can't say will always be the best one because you never know what he's gonna come out with. But um, yeah, that's a really good album. Yeah, Good Kid, Mad City is a classic. I love to pimp a butterfly. That didn't leave my CD. I, I that's prop. No, it's not the last CD I bought. But it's um, it didn't leave my car for like probably about a good month and a half. Mm. So um, that was the soundtrack of my life for a while. So um. I would probably put those in that particular order. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I had to rank them, Good Kid, Mad City, then uh, To Pippa Butterfly, then Damn. Okay. And have you listened to his uh, Unreleased? Yeah, the Unreleased too. I would probably put that number four as well. Mm. Yeah, it's interesting because like, I, I really like Good Kid, Mad City. Yeah. And, I've, I, and I also like To Pippa Butterfly, but I haven't listened to that as much. Because I know it's, it's a more political, more different sound. Yeah, and at that time, and at that time, and even in still at this time, you know, us the black community, we do need albums like that. So, so 
for sure. That's the one I was like really all up for, and mm. so yeah, I urge you, I urge you to listen, listen to those two albums, and mm. um, let us know what you think. Yeah, indeed, and also like you know, now that you were you're talking about music, that kind of makes me let me, let me let me ask you like okay. with with like, you know with popular with music being what it is today, like as far as like getting music like like Pandora, Spotify, mm -hmm. the biggest thing, iTunes. Like, what was the last CD that you bought? J. Cole for your for your eyes only. Okay, all right. Was that was that relatively new? Yeah, came out back in December, I believe. Oh, nice. Wow, man. Yeah, cause cause I cause I'm thinking cause like cause I I, I subscribe to Spotify and I'm okay. thinking like I don't know I don't know if I would ever buy CDs again. You probably wouldn't. Streaming yeah. is like so big right now, so. Yeah. But um, sometimes I have such a big CD collection anyway, so I just I still mm. try to keep it going. It has to be a CD that I really, really, really wanted though. Yeah. Or if I'm already collecting them, then I might as well just add on to the collection. Oh yeah. Like I have every Jay Z album, I have every Nas album. Um, like uh, so, you know, a lot of albums I've you know I've been collecting. Almost every Ludacris album, every Kanye mm. album. Mm -hmm. Like yeah. a lot of my favorites. Oh yeah. Speaking of Nas, man, he's gotta drop something new, man. I think this last He time. did drop a new single this Tuesday. I just never got around to um listen to it. Oh nice. Um, I'm Cause... actually gonna tell you the name of it right now. Because yeah. his last album was Life Is Good back in twenty twelve. Love that album. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's called On the Road Again. That's the latest single by Nas. So nice. if you have Spotify or it's probably on YouTube, check it out. Mm, awesome. That's what's up. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to get back into listening to, to some to some hip hop. Yeah, cause I kind of fell off. I, I kind of got I got back in the wagon like three years ago, then I kind of fell off of it again. So I'm trying to trying to look for more some some good artists that's worth listening to. There's still a, that I, there's still a couple artists that I do check for like Run the Jewels. Okay. Like the the last album Run the, Run the Jewels three, which is awesome. Yeah, I remember you playing that. Yeah, and um, I remember um, I had a I think I had a Facebook post last summer. I think a wall. Actually gave gave a lot of good recommendations, and that and that. that oh yeah, yeah, and, that, and, yeah. That, and then we all discovered that your your favorite artist at the time probably still is now was Gucci Mane. Nah, <laughs> nah, y'all. I mean, you know, I blame I blame Aris. Aris derailed that whole that whole thread because you know AWOL was giving some 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 good recommendations, and then Aris had to come in with this stank ass talking about Gucci Mane. He just got out the feds. So uh, some love to your boy. Uh, I really wish I took a picture of your face and put an ice cream emoji right on your face like Gucci Mane's ice cream facial tattoo. <laughs> you know what? Any grown-ass man who has an ice cream tattoo on their face, you cannot take them seriously at all in oh, any no, context. <laughs> but, yeah, man. But, you know, I, I'm gonna have to go back to that Facebook post and look, up, look for some of those artists so I can look them up on Spotify. Um, I hear, but I know that one of your favorite artists, I believe, is uh, Future. Molly Percocet's, it, well, it's called Mask Off. It's catchy, but it'll run off on me so fast. And then the song with Rihanna, Selfish, is actually really good. Hmm. Indeed. Future actually makes me feel like I can sing, and I can't sing for shit. <laughs> uh, is he, Future, is he mostly like auto-tune, kind of? Yeah, hmm. and mumbling. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, that comes with a mumble rap. Yeah. That's, that's, that's not real rap, people. You gotta have lyrics. <laughs> But yeah, that's what's up. Anything else? Uh, no, not really. That's right. it. It's been a very low key week. Yeah, that's what's up. Yeah, for me, um, I've been, uh, I've been, hop I've been hopping on the uh, Netflix and binge watching train, or what I call marathoning. I like to call watching shows from episodes back to back marathoning. Uh, mm -hmm. I don't know, because it just sounds better, healthier, I suppose. Even though you're just sitting on a couch, but yeah, it's still a binge watch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, tell them what you started. Um, I did finally start watching Sons of Anarchy. I did watch the first two episodes, as promised. You sing that theme song every time it comes on. I will tell you that right now. Yeah, it's mean, catchy as hell, and it's like one of them southern rock country type mm -hmm. songs. You will sing the hell out of that song. I mean, yeah, it's a, it's an intriguing show. I will definitely um, keep up with it more. I'll, I'll give more Sons of Anarchy updates as we go on. That means I gotta start the shield now. Yes, do start the Shield. The Shield is an amazing show. It's my fourth favorite show of all time. Fourth. Yeah. You got them ranked. I do have them ranked. Like, Go ahead, like, lay, like, lay it out, lay it down. Like the first eight or so. Like okay, my my favorite shows of all time, 
from number one to number eight or so. Breaking Bad, uh, Game of Thrones, Orange is the New Black, The Shield, The Wire, uh, Avatar The Last Airbender, Batman the Animated Series, and Justified. Huh. Yeah. Can't really disagree. Yeah. I, I, I can't. Yeah. And, and speaking of Justified, I know Aris was a big fan of that show. I'm, I'm not sure if he's finished it, but Aris, if you're watching, if you haven't finished Justified, please, just finish the rest of, of the series. It It's worth it. Especially how it ends. It ends on a... It, 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 it ends on a strong note? Yes, definitely on a strong note that, okay. that fits the show. But um, yeah, worth finishing. But yeah, um, I've um, I've started that uh, Sons of Anarchy. I did finally got I finally got around to watching the the episode the miniseries uh, Band of Brothers, the H the classic HBO miniseries uh, which is is uh, World War II veterans, uh, World War II soldiers. Um, that was an, um, that was a phenomenal miniseries. I can see why that still ranks as one of the most popular television shows of this century. And um, I also I also watched a uh, Book of Negroes. Um, which is a six-episode miniseries on Hulu, starring Anjanu Ellis. Uh, that was very good too. Um, the Book of Negroes. It's based on a real historical document, which which contains a list of listing of all the uh, all the uh, black uh, uh, black freedmen and women who actually fought for the British during the Revolutionary War. They were known as British loyalists. And uh, this book of Negroes was a compilation of their records, their names, their where they came from, and a brief snippet of their stories. And the book of Negroes was a way to to combine all those records and have those black loyalists actually move to Nova Scotia, Canada, mm -hmm. to start their own settlements. So it's a it's a really good miniseries. I definitely mm -hmm. recommend checking that out. It originally aired on BET in 2011, and it also stars Cuba Gooding Jr. as well. So check it out. It's on Hulu. Book of Negroes. And um, who's the star of the show? Uh, Anjanu Ellis. Um, I believe she also was in um, Baby Boy. I she plays Miranda on um, Quantico. Quantico, okay, yep. Oh, you know, you know what I actually know her from? <clears throat> it was a movie I watched a long time ago called Down in the Delta. Mm -hmm. I think she I, was in that. No, that was that. That was Alfred Woodard. Alfred Woodard, okay. No, she was an undercover brother. Okay. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, so yeah, uh, yeah, so I watched that, um, let's see, uh, oh, I also watched a, a few, couple, couple movies on Netflix, you know, Netflix, they've been, they've been coming, coming, coming out strong this year with some original movies. I noticed that's a, yeah, they're, they're like, popping them up. Yeah. Like, MCU films. Yeah, kind of, <laughs> pretty much, it's like, cause like, Netflix has made a, has made, like, distribution deals with a lot of independent filmmakers and distributors. That explains yeah. a lot. So, I did manage to catch a couple, um, one, one that I, that I did, that I did see, which I do recommend, is one called Burning Sands, and that's an independent film on Netflix. I came across it. It's, it's interesting, I, I think, I think you might dig it, um, it's a, it's a film, it's a drama which stars, um, well, this, uh, I, I gotta look up the actor's name, but, um, Burning Sands, it's, it started, it's, it's about this uh, kid named um, Zurich, who's, excuse me, who's a freshman at this college, at, mm -hmm. these, at this fictional uh, college, the Frederick Douglass University. Okay. And um, he's... he's it's an HBCU? Yeah, it's an HBCU, historically black college and university. And um, he's trying to pledge into this Lambda Lambda Phi fraternity. All right. And um, as he's trying to pledge in this all black fraternity, uh, he realized him is him and like four or five of his friends, and they're all trying to pledge. But the thing is, as they're trying to pledge, they actually have to they actually have to endure all these underground hazing rituals, because um, you know as um, um, basically like uh, in colleges and universities in general, like hazing is basically um, more more or less banned or restricted among all colleges and universities. But there are many there are many cases where some fraternities and sororities actually drove their hazing practices underground so that you know nobody will really really know that it's still going on. Right. And this and this fraternity Lambda Lambda Phi is one of those fraternities where they had these these brutal increasingly brutal hazing rituals. And this kid Zurich he's a kid who's a freshman he's just trying to make it he's just he's trying to find himself trying to discover himself as a man. And he's just trying to make it in school, 
and he really wants to make it in this fraternity because his father originally pledged but he didn't make it into it and so like he in Zurich he has the support of the dean the the dean of the university one of the university deans who was a member and you could and you get to see uh the, the stuff that he has to go through like you know all these brutal rituals that he has to go through like to, to, to join all the pledging that he has to go through like for example like like there's one part where him and his friends they um they like the first scene like they are like they meet with one of the with one of the frat brothers like in the middle of the woods uh, in the middle of nowhere mm -hmm. and he's forcing them and his frat brothers forcing him to do like push-ups you know if you know get, forcing him like like stand up and then push up do more push-ups like basically really demeaning shit you know, like calling, oh, 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 you know, calling, just like running their names, like, oh, oh, oh you bitch ass nigga, oh, fuck that, you motherfuckers ain't, you motherfuckers ain't shit and all this. Just like running them down, like, just like, just like talking mad shit, just like breaking them down psychologically and emotionally. Mm -hmm. And throughout the film, like, you also kind of see, like, what, like, Greek life, specifically what black Greek life is kind of like. Yeah. And you kind of, you also see, like, a scene where, you see, the big reason why Zurich wants to join was because he wants to not only be part of this brotherhood, but he also wants to be part of this brotherhood because um, he sees what they do for each other, like outside of college. Yeah. Like there's a scene where he's calling up a couple of people who who've been graduated, who are like professionals. Like he calls a doctor and a lawyer just to get their advice on like how to make it. Yeah. And so so he says so he's like, okay, if they made it, then I can make it too, and this is a good network. And it's a really good movie, and it's it's a, it's a film that definitely gets darker as it goes on. Oh, and here um, you go, Vic. Um, I, I won't spoil it, but it, it is it is a fascinating look, and and the director of the movie, um, I, I I do want to pull his name up because he does he does have talent. It's, it's actually it's actually his debut feature. Um, this was directed by uh, Gerard McMurray, and he was actually uh, he uh, he was actually a uh, a frat brother. A fraternity. He was actually part of a frat, and he actually talked about his experiences, uh, and, and throughout through this movie, kind of like this character is kind of based on like some of the things he went through. Oh, okay. And uh, the film also stars Alfre Woodard and uh, Trevante Rhodes from Moonlight as well. Oh, okay. So, so yeah, definitely check it out. It's worth watching. Burning Sands. Um, it, the film did, did did receive some controversy for its portrayal of a uh, uh, black of a black fraternity because there are some some frat brothers who did come out and, and kind of spoke out against the film, yeah. saying that you know you know oh we're not we're not we're not brutal. We don't engage in hazing, or if we do, it's not that brutal to that extent. It's just a movie. Calm down. But yeah, like it is rooted in it is rooted in truth, and especially from the director's experience. So. You know, there's that. But yeah, check it out. Burning Sands is on Netflix. And one last movie that I did check out, which I do recommend, um, it is available on Blu-ray and DVD. It's an awesome documentary called... Yeah, from the library? Uh, no, I, I did get it from Netflix. I still okay. get their discs. I still rent their Blu-rays and DVDs. I swear, you are the only person I know who still uses the DVD service. I probably am. I probably am. But, you know, because I keep up with movies a lot, I gotta, you know, keep up to date with, like, what's available, you know. But um, but the movie that I ch that I checked out is an awesome documentary called "I Am Not Your Negro," and uh, it's a uh, it's a directed by uh, Raul Raul Peck, who uh, directed the uh, 2000 film Lumumba, and uh, "I Am Not Your Negro." It's a film about James Baldwin, who's oh, okay. the you know the uh, great American uh, writer and uh, uh, commentator on race and pop culture mm -hmm. uh, during his day, and uh, the film is not so much a biography of James Baldwin so much as it it's about um, like his observations on race and how it affected uh, American culture, and like the and and the 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 title was actually taken from. I think a uh, a book that he was working on before he died. Yeah. Uh, he wanted to work on a book on which focused on the lives and assassinations of three of his friends, which were Med Medgar Evers, Malcolm X, and Martin Luther King. And through through their assassinations and their lives, he wanted to examine what how race kind of shaped American culture. And and the movie and the documentary is excellent because like throughout the film, it's narrated it's narrated by Samuel L. Jackson. Awesome. Yeah. Please tell me he says motherfucker. Uh. He, I think he does. He does drop maybe the f f bomb here, like in one instance. Just like I guess reading off the page. Oh, actually no, maybe he did. I I know he did. He did. He did use some language, but not. He wasn't in full Samuel L. Jackson mode. But he he read it. He read it in like the 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 tone and like the cadence of James Baldwin. It's kind of very subdued. Very oh, okay. you know. But but it was cool because Bal because like Jackson was reading off um just some of he was reading from Baldwin's words written words. Oh, okay. 
And, uh, and throughout the film, like, you kind of see, like, how Baldwin viewed pop culture. Like, for example, one of the things that kind of struck me was how he view enter viewed entertainment and how, how he said that how entertainment is kind of presented as a narcotic. This is just a way for people to forget their troubles, like, at the expense of, you know, not paying attention or ignoring social problems. I agree with that. Yep, and he and he definitely and he kind of and, he, and you, you definitely see that with reality TV nowadays, which is why I hate reality TV so much. But, but um, but one of the things that one of the observations that he made was that like America had this habit of portraying themselves as you know, as this sort of country that was full of innocence, especially during the '40s and '50s. We had films like like, like movie musicals, films like sorry like Gary Cooper or Doris Day, mm -hmm. like like actors that kind of portray like the so-called innocence of America. Whereas on the flip side, uh, the real life was not was not so innocent. Where you had many people, you know, going through all this, you know, all this racist shit. Right. Some people getting killed and whatnot, like Emmett Till among others. And um, and uh, he kind of he kind of kind of examines how America was kind of too afraid to be really honest with themselves with their racial history and their racist history, especially through their movies and and television shows. That was one that was one element kind of stood out to me. Um, uh, another another element that kind of stood out to me about the documentary too was, um, like the things that he like like how he how he uh, how he explained how he was a witness a witness to history, like he kind of explained like his feelings about like the Christian Church of like how he didn't really like he he was a he was a Christian but he wasn't like too gung ho about you know the religious aspect the religious of aspect of it like the dogma of it but he did believe in God. Um, he also he also he also examined like his own stance like during the Black Power movement like yeah. like how James Baldwin like he cast himself as a witness to history and like a commentator to history like shedding light on the racism and, and injustice how like he didn't view himself as one being someone who wanted to join the site like say the, the like the Black Pi like the Black Panthers or like the Nation of Islam because you know he didn't believe that all white people were devils for example so sure. so he didn't really join those movements. Um, at the same time, he didn't really join the NAACP because he noticed like there was a lot of like class classism going on in that organization where you had a lot of, to put it bluntly, like what we call what we would call bougie Negroes, if you will, <laughs> like basically people like who are like upper middle class or middle class like thought the, who thought themselves like oh we're the good black folk we're the superior yeah. black folk we're not the hood or the ghetto black folk you know what I mean yeah so if, like for James Baldwin that kind of like that kind of distanced himself from joining that organization, although he did respect their work. So for him, he cast himself as more like a commentator and a witness to history, and as well as somebody who experienced it too. But like, there's, it's, it's, a, it's a really deep documentary, and um, I, I highly recommend it to, for anyone to check out. Check it out. Um, it's called I Am Not Your Negro. It's available on Blu-ray and uh, DVD. It might hit streaming services uh, eventually, like most documentaries, but yeah, check it out, man, if you want to get some deep thought about racism, racism in America. All right. Stay woke, y'all. Yes, stay woke. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, uh, what else we got? News and items of interest. Yes, indeed. Yes, All indeed. Right. You want to start it off? Yes, I will kick it off. Um, we have a couple of trailers that dropped for some upcoming television shows coming out this fall on Fox. Uh, one is uh, called Gifted. And Gifted, it's uh, directed by Brian Singer, and it is set in the X-Men universe. And uh, this series is about a suburban family who discovers that their teenage children are mutants. And so uh, this, this family, after this discovery, they're forced to go on the run. And they seek help from this underground network of mutants. Um, and, um, but what makes things complicated is that the, the family's father, Reed, this guy named Reed, uh, he's actually has a, his job is uh, actually jailing and hunting down mutants. So so even though he discovers that he he has to protect his kids, but at the same time his job is you know taking out mutants, hunting down mutants and persecuting them, kind of like oh, you know. That's, in that's interesting. Yeah, interesting premise. Um, Brian Singer is directing it, so uh, we'll definitely see uh, like some of his like uh, flourishes from from like the X Men films to this. This is a film that this is a film. This is a series that I would that I'll probably will check out. This fall, um, um, I know that X Men is starting to come back uh, on television, especially with Legion. Which yeah, is, I still gotta watch. I still gotta watch that. Yeah, that's a show that Aris did recommend a couple weeks ago. I do, yeah. I do want to watch that at some point. Um, but hey, it's, it's definitely the the trailer dropped on YouTube. It definitely has a lot of promise. So I will check this the show out. Gifted. Um, 
Another trailer that dropped, another series coming out this fall is a sitcom, new sitcom by Seth MacFarlane called The Orville, which is a spoof of Star Trek and it's live action. What do you think about this one, Carl? I give it three seasons. Three seasons? And I'm being generous. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I'll, I'm gonna give it one, maybe two. I don't know, man. It, it's weird because like it, it, it looks. It, it, I know it's a, it's a total spoof of Star Trek, and maybe, it looks like it's trying to buy. Yeah, and and it looks really cheap though. Yeah. Like I, I don't I don't know if that's like, uh, that's the point of the show, but like for a sitcom, I don't know. It looks like, oof. It, it, it looks like a YouTube production, kind of, in terms of, like, its production values. It does. It really does. Um, I mean, I'm a fan of Seth and Fine. I love Family Guy still to this day. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, I love Ted, one and two. Yeah. Cleveland Show, not so much. Family, I mean, not Family Guy. American Dad, I can dabble on it here and there. But I'm not really committed as I am to Family Guy, but mm-hmm. yeah. I don't see myself committing to this one. Mm. I really don't. Yeah, me neither. I'll give it a shot. Yeah, yeah, and also I'll I'll take I take my comment I said back about you know it looks like a YouTube production because there are YouTube many YouTube productions that look legit. Yeah. So, but but like on a sitcom level, like it does look really really cheap. Like they made no effort into at least making it look like a believable you know sci-fi universe. Even though I know it's a parody, um, I don't know. Like for me, it, it might it might hit it it, it, it might. It could work. It might find its fans, but for some reason, like for me, like I'm not, I'm not too into Seth MacFarlane as a you know as a live action like actor. Like he's definitely he de- he definitely kills that as a voice actor. Obviously with Family Guy and Cleveland Show among others, and and Ted. But as an actor, like on on in front of the camera, you're not sold. Not really sold. Neither. There, yeah, I didn't even bother seeing uh, what's that? A thousand Ways to Die in the West. Oh, a million ways to die in the a West. A million. Yeah, I didn't even bother. I haven't even watched it. Yeah, yeah, I, I haven't seen it either. But um, from from what I've been told, like from a couple of friends I know who watched, they said it's not not worth your time. Yeah. But yeah, the Orville. Hey, it might find its fans. But hey, we'll we'll just wait and see. Sure. Yeah. All right, Judge Dredd's TV series in development. I am Global and UK Games developer and publisher Rebellion, the same crew behind 2012's Dread, have struck a deal with to create a TV show called Judge Dread Mega City One. The show will be an ensemble drama about a team of judges fighting crime in a violent, sprawling metropolis. Mm. I have not seen the 2012 Dread. Um, I did see the Sylvester Stallone one as a kid. I was like, yo, this is awesome. Um, I remember Blockbuster Video had a little video game tournament. Wake your ass up. So. Yeah. <laughs> and um, they had like a video game tournament where like you had to play two games to like qual- to further qualify. And um, the first one was NBA Jam. Mm-hmm. And the second one was Judge Dredd. Mm-hmm. And I did okay. I didn't really make it, but I did all right. Mm-hmm. Oh, that didn't suck. <laughs> well, so, uh, it's, worth che- it's worth checking out. All right, all right. You hated it. Okay, you get the point. No, no, all right, no. Move on. All right, all right. I'm not going to say that I hated it because, like, full, full disclosure, I really haven't seen the whole thing. I've only seen like snippets here and there, mm-hmm. but um, but it's interesting because like it, the the film the, the 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 original Judge Dredd looks like '90s pure '90s cheese. And yeah, it, and it, it was the '90s. I mean, I appreciate it. I watched it in the '90s. I appreciate what it was. Right. Point taken. But but obviously, you know, even even though I, I don't follow the comics, um, I know from from reviews that I've read that that the original uh, Stallone film did not hold true to the comics at all. Like for example. You know, Stallone had his helmet off, you know, most of the time where Judge Dredd, the actual character in the comics, never, never takes it off. And um, I, I, I am I am looking, for, as far as far as uh, Judge Dredd, Mega City 1, the, the upcoming TV show, this is one I actually am looking forward to because I did watch the 2012 film with Carl Urban, which is an awesome flick. Um, I, I know you haven't seen it though, right? Nah. Oh man, you, you gotta see it. I mean, I mean, you can pick up the you can, you can pick up the the Blu-ray at Best Buy for five bucks. It's mad cheap. So like, the the, the twenty it came out. This film that came out in twenty twelve. It was vastly underrated. It did not make it did it didn't profit well in theaters. Even I slept on it until like a, um, a year later after I sat down and watched it. I'm like, oh my god, I should have seen this in theaters. But man, the the Carl Urban film is awesome because it takes place in like this one. 
this one apartment building, and Lena Head Lena Hetty plays the the criminal drug lord Mama, who's like a drug dealer, and she has this drug. She plays such a good evil bitch. She does, and she's a total c word in the, in this movie where she has this she's she's peddling this drug called slow mo where if you inhale it like time slows down or it appears to slow down. And like, and the, and the visual effects are really awesome because like when Judge Dredd, how I can get this drug? You know how much shit I can get done? Well, no, like like time like literally like in, like you perceive time oh, like slow you. down. Oh, yeah. So like, even though you like you you be, you be moving normally, like things just like move like this. So like if you're getting shot up by Judge Dredd and he does a lot of shoot, shooting up bad guys in that film, like you see the bullet coming at you and you ain't moving. Oh, <laughs> you see everything. It's, I misunderstood that. I'm sorry. Yeah, it is an awesome film. Like like think think of the raid but with less kung fu and way more guns because it's like a similar premise. But um, but the film was underrated. It didn't get its props. But I'm really glad that that we're gonna see uh, the the Judge Dredd universe be revisited in the film. Now I'm not sure if it's a continuation of of uh, the Carl Urban Dread. Um, it might it might or it might or if it might take place in the same universe. Mm. But I'm really I'm really glad because um, Judge Dredd is a really interesting character in that whole universe, and it kind of kind of deals with like like like, like fascism basically where 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 you know, cops are judges, judge, jury, and executioner. Right. They can sentence you on the spot, but it's like kind of like violence begets violence, where the cops have to be more violent because criminals are becoming way more violent. So the cops have to, the cops have to turn up the heat. It sounds like, like a show for the mouth breeding, popcorn munching. Yeah, I can never get that. It, way it's 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 not for the popcorn munching mouth breathers. I mean, dread. It's a it's a. It's it's a at least a movie and maybe the comics. It's it's definitely a, a series that has way more substance than just you know run of the mill, run and gun, you know cops and criminals dramas. Um, but I do remember the Super Nintendo game. That was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, this is a show I'm looking forward to. So um, I'll I'll definitely uh, keep up with the news as as it develops. But that's but definitely check out the 2012 film if you haven't seen it because that's that film with Carl Urban. It's badass. All right. Yeah. Uh, you want to get the next? Uh, sure. Steve McQueen to direct to direct a new Tupac documentary. Mm. The director of Twelve Years a Slave is directing a new fully authorized full length full length document full length documentary. Excuse me, on a late rapper, Gloria Cox, Tupac's aunt and Afeni Shakur's sister, will serve as executive producer. Tupac was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame last month, and the upcoming biopic All Eyes on Me comes out June sixteenth. Yeah, you know, not gonna, not gonna watch. You're not gonna watch a Tupac documentary? No, we already had a Tupac Resurrection, which I really felt that told his story. It We're did. about to get the biopic, mm -hmm. um, and his mother's not gonna be involved. You know, God rest her soul. Mm -hmm. But yeah, and his sister's not involved. His immediate family isn't involved, and I feel like those are the ones who can really tell his story the best. Perhaps, but they did. But they did. The estate gave um, Steve McQueen their blessing to do the documentary. Um, but that's interesting because I, I mean, like, like as you said, Tupac Resurrection. That's an excellent documentary. I love. It. I went to the theater to watch that one. Oh wow! Yeah, that documentary came out. In Half the soundtrack too. Oh yeah, the soundtrack was good. Um, it has it had the Broken Wings song in it, right? Or was that? Um... You're thinking of running, dying to let, running, dying to let. That was on the Tupac uh, Resurrection. You're thinking until the end of time, which yeah. is on his album, the double album. Yeah. Until the end of time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cause I think it came out like a year apart, or a year no. apart. No. 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 Because no, his Resurrection came out in 2003, and yeah. that double album, like. And that yeah, that double album came out. I want to say like 2001. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, so yeah I would say that. Yeah. Yeah. So a couple years apart. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's interesting because, um, I mean, Stephen Queen's a fantastic director. And, um, you know, even though even though Resurrection kind of, in my view, and as well as yours, kind of sums up Tupac's life, especially in his own words. Yeah. I am interested in seeing what this new documentary has to offer. Maybe it provides even uh, maybe even more new insights about his life. I mean, we've heard the story. We've heard the story plenty of times. You know, we've already heard the story. Yeah. You know, in that particular documentary, the Biggie and Tupac documentary. Mm. Um I'm sure he's had a couple of uh, E True Hollywood stories and behind the musics. Mm -hmm. um, it, it'll literally just be like Spider-Man story origin story over and over again. We <laughs> know Uncle Ben dies. Yeah, that's true. 
Yeah, I, I kind of got you. But um, you know, I think it's I think it's interesting that Tupac, uh, like Tupac fever, if you will, is coming back because it's been 21 years since he passed since yeah, he was done. Really like it was yesterday. Yeah. I literally was watching Ren and Stimpy, and it just showed that he died on the bottom of the screen. Oh, on the on the news ticker. Yeah. Like, yeah. I remember, like, because there's, like, mad conspiracy theories about Tupac. Oh, there's still conspiracy. Yeah. He's in Cuba. Cuba. He was in the Dominican Republic. He was in Mexico. People still believe. They still believe. Yeah. It's like, he's, like, he's, like, the, he's like the black Elvis, if you will. Yeah. Cause, that, cause, that's literally what it is. Yeah. Because a lot of people believed Elvis was still people alive. People still believe Elvis is still alive. Yeah. Did, didn't he die taking a shit? Yeah. Wow. Well, I wouldn't know. I mean, I can't say that he was actually taking a shit, but he was found dead on the toilet. Wow. Well, hey, if, if you're gonna if you if you're gonna choose a way to die, that's the that's the one I would choose. But uh, but uh, but yeah, um, I'm I'm, I'm kind of I'm, I'm I'm kind of interested in seeing how McQueen's uh, uh, take on the material. And plus, I am curious about the All Eyes on Me documentary. I mean, All, all Eyes on Me biopic, which is coming out next month, which I'm sure we'll both. Uh, Get a chance to watch it. Spoiler beat. alert: Tupac dies. Yo, yo, why you gotta tell me that though? Oh my, yo, spoiler alert. Oh my god, <laughs> I remember doing that with Straight Outta Compton um, came out. I did it. I put that as a space as a Facebook status mm -hmm. in case you guys wanna going to see Straight Outta Compton. Easy E dies. Mm -hmm. And one person actually, like most of the people my age, you know, laughed. And this one person who was my age, she really got mad at me because she was like, why would you tell me that? I didn't know that. I'm like, he's been dead since 95. Yeah. Like. Yo, it's like, it's like. It's like, like yeah, yeah. I'm ashamed of you, right? <laughs> yo, it's like, it's like people who get mad if you spoil the end of Titanic for them. It's like, yo, when the boat sank, I didn't see that coming. Really, you didn't take a history class? Okay. <laughs> oh man, but yeah, it's. I mean, I mean, I'm interested in seeing what uh, McQueen's documentary has to offer, and especially the biopic coming out next month. And um, yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, besides like Tupac, I mean, here's here's a question um, before we move on, because Tupac was also a gifted actor as well. Mm -hmm. What is your favorite Tupac movie? Juice. Right, high five, boom, Juice. There it is. Uh, I'd say Juice is, Juice is also my favorite, but you also gotta watch, uh, for those who haven't seen him, Poetic Justice. Justice. It's, also, it's also a cool film. Um, what was another one he did? He did Above the Rim, right? Yeah. Above the Rim, Gridlocked, and I feel, I feel like I'm, 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 there's another one that I'm, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm blanking. I, th I think Gridlocked was the one he did with Mickey Rourke, but, um, I think that was his last one too. Yeah. I no, gang related. Gang related, yeah. Gang related was the one that he did when he died. Okay, yeah, that one I haven't seen. Um, but yeah, um, but yeah, Juice. Speaking of Juice, you know the that actually that the 25th anniversary Blu-ray is coming out next month. You getting it? Oh yeah, definitely. I'm totally adding that to my collection. I've been wanting to add that movie to my collection for so long. Mm -hmm. um, next news. Fanciest of packaging. Um, it's not a steel book, unfortunately, but if it was, oh man. I pre-order it. But anyway, uh, next headline here. Uh, Jason Bateman officially signs up, signs on for season five of Arrested Development. Uh, Bateman announced his upcoming return to the show on his Twitter page, and filming for season, season five of Arrested Development will start this summer. And the show did return on Netflix for its fourth season uh, back in 2013 to mostly positive reviews. Um, have you seen Arrested Development? Nope. It's it's an awesome show. It's an awesome comedy. Um, the first three seasons are incredible. Um, it's it's like offbeat absurdist absurdist humor. So it's kind of like a, like an offbeat comedy. It's a sitcom and it's 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 really cool. It's like, just like sharp, snappy writing and dialogue. Oh yeah, I've heard, I've heard of it. I just never took the time out to watch it. And the movie yeah. you were talking about with Tupac and Ricky, Mickey Rock is called Bullet. Bullet. There it is. But uh, uh, but yeah, um, Arrested Development. Um, I'm I'm kind of curious. I mean, I did watch half of the fourth season. The fourth season I didn't think was as good as the first three because the first three were just incredible. I think my biggest criticism with season four was that um, all the episodes were 30 minutes long, whereas the uh, the sitcom because the commercial breaks were 20 minute episodes, so things right. were like pretty snappy. Where 
in the fourth season, things kind of felt like they were dragging on. Things kind of got stretched out or padded a little. So like the, I guess like for me, the rhythm of the humor was kind of off in the fourth mm -hmm. season. But it wasn't a bad show. But um, I didn't bother really finishing the rest of that season. But I might go back to it now that season five is coming out. Um, I do hope that season five does bring back that real magic of the first three seasons. Jason Bateman is a funny guy, so I mean... Oh yeah. I, and, I love them in Horrible Bosses. Oh yeah, Horrible Bosses was pretty funny. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Hilarious. Have you seen part two? I did not. Yeah, I haven't seen it either. But yeah, you know, rest of development for all you fans, rejoice. And remember, there's always money in the banana stand. Okay. It's always there. Well, Deadpool animated series is coming to FXX. That seems like a, an appropriate network for a show like that. Totally. It really is. Mm -hmm. uh, the series will be written and executive produced by showrunners Donald Glover and Stephen Glover. Mm -hmm. The show consists of 10 episodes and will air next year. Yeah, man. What do you think? Donald Glover, Childish Gambino, and his brother writing the show? Executive producing? At this point, there's no Deadpool without Ryan Reynolds. Well, okay, well, I mean, I would agree with you there as far as, like, the live action. Yeah. But maybe... Let but me wait, this is animated? Yeah, it's anim animated. Oh, yeah, you can pull it off. Yeah, maybe, maybe they'll bring back Ryan Reynolds or they'll have an actor that can have that same charm, at least in an an voiceover animated form. Yeah. Um, I'm interested in that, That uh, I mean, Donald Glover and Stephen Glover, they must be, I mean, huge nerds or comic book fans, at least of Deadpool. So I, I want to see what their spin of the character will be. I hope it, I hope it does it justice. Oh yeah, me too. Don't do it. Don't do it wrong. And plus the plus the show, the anime show is gonna be like M rated, M A. So yeah. you know it's it's still gonna bring that raunchy you know you know violent charm uh, from the movie. Good. Um, yeah, I'm 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 looking forward to it. Uh, ten ten episodes. That's definitely a, a good a good number of episodes instead of stretching it out to like twenty yeah. or twenty four. Um, yeah. Right. Cool. Uh, speaking of speaking of Donald Glover, have you seen that his show Atlanta on FX? No, I've, I've why didn't I? I always and you know I always miss it because I'm doing this. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, it comes on Tuesdays. Yeah, uh. it always came out on Tuesdays, and I always miss it because this is what I'm doing. Exactly, that's what's up. Hey, it's the best reason ever. It is. But yeah, <laughs> Atlanta was a show that I. <laughs> Uh, yes, Ad Atlanta, it's a show that I really want to get into because I heard it was really good. Yeah, I've been hearing nothing but good things too. So. Yeah, so yeah, looking forward to it. And uh, last headline here, and this is one that I really want to talk about too. This is boring. It's Go ahead, read it. Uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson is seriously considering running for president. He is not. Uh, Johnson talked about his thoughts on running for president in a recent GQ magazine cover story a couple weeks ago. All right. It's not happening. But I will say this. Mm -hmm. This election did prove that anybody, anybody could be president. J almost, asterisk, almost anybody. Um, because if you're a smart woman, obviously, you know, the, the country still will vote for an orange-haired racist twat. But, oh, did I go there? Did we get political on the podcast? Who cares? Fuck you. Anyway. Um... Uh, you can, you can take this one. You know, I ain't going for politics. So go on ahead. Okay, all right. Go on ahead. Here, here's the thing. I mean, I guess with with uh, with the orange Cheeto in office, I think it's may perhaps emboldened maybe other celebrities who can skip the political process and go straight to the presidency and think that, hey, you know what? I have clout. I have millions of fans. I have millions and millions of fans worldwide. I'm well, I'm universally liked. My movies, I make millions and millions of dollars. So you know what? Hey, I got millions of likes and followers on Twitter, Instagram, social media. So hey, I would make a good commander in chief. Here's the thing. I'm a fan of The Rock. Me Do too. I, I mean, the most, he's, he's, he's perhaps the most charismatic human being I have seen in my lifetime. Bar none. And... As much as I like, the, as much as I love The Rock, know your role <laughs> and shut your mouth. If you, if you want to run for if you want to run for president, no, S temper your temper your aspirations. Here's the thing: if if any if there is if there's a if there's a celebrity that's worth their salt, who's earnest 
and wants to, and has good ideas and, and wants to work hard for the people start locally don't don't think that you're entitled to run for president just because you have all this you know social media and celebrity clout start locally run for governor run for mayor run for city councilman or councilwoman run for alderman all right run for sheriff whatever you know start locally start start in the community that that you that you're living in engage the people that 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 may that may or may not be your fans engage your community engage your schools and whatnot you know community centers start locally governorship whatever don't think that just because you're a celebrity means that 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 entitles you to say that hey i'm gonna run for president now i'm sick i i, I am it's such a sadness that we're that we're that we are living in a time where celebrities celebrities can literally believe in their minds that they can run for president we elected a motherfucking game show host a reality television game show host slash wwe hall of famer who's currently our commander-in-chief and because he has no political experience no military experience he got the presidency Here's my thing. I believe that there should be a constitutional amendment which would effectively restrict or bar any celebrity or any individual who has no political or no military experience from running for the office of the presidency. If you have no political experience prior to, if you, if you weren't governor, mayor, or whatever, or if you didn't have any military experience, then you shouldn't be effectively banned or restricted from running for president for president if you don't have those if you don't if you don't accrue that experience before if you accru it's one thing if you accrue that experience before and then run for president then that's one thing but if you think that oh i have no i have no experience under my belt i can i can get the presidency just like that no there should be a constitutional amendment that should that should prevent people from from going straight to the top and and and, and if you don't believe me i mean take a look at what's happening right now in the shit show in the white house Jesus Christ, man. Oh. I, I, I mean, I mean, it's, 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 it's a culture of entitlement. Where, where we have, we have re reality television, te we have reality, we have a reality television star as our president. Do you think that somebody from the Real Housewives of Ratchetville or Skeezerville or whatever the fuck that is called, do you think any of those women can run for president now? You, 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 think, you think Tiffany Pollard, a.k.a. New York, can think that, hey, it worked for Trump, maybe I can run for president now. She's working at a subway now. She's working at a subway? Last I checked, yeah. <laughs> well, okay, well, there you go. You, you, do you think any of the women on Bad Girls Club yeah. can run for president? They because, hey. They off the face of the earth. Like, I don't still know. keeps up with Natalie Nunn. I, 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 I don't get it, man. I mean, it's, 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 like, it's like real life idiocracy. I mean, what's next? You get, we're gonna have freaking, we're gonna have freaking Kim Kardashian or Kanye West run for president in 2020? I would he not. He did say it. He did say it at the VMAs yeah. when I, he got his Vanguard award. And I would not be surprised if that happens. I would not be surprised if, if not only Yeezy runs, but there are some dumb idiots out there who actually vote for Yeezy. You know. In, in, in the 2020 election. Hey, you know what? Let's, let's, let's ignore a competent, sane, rational, qualified politician who's earnest and is about the goodwill of, and progress for, for the American people. Hey, yeah, 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 F all that. Let's, 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 let's elect somebody because, hey, you know, they're trending on Twitter and Instagram and they got millions of likes, bro. Tell me why you mad, Vic. <sighs> I don't know, man. I mean, it's... <laughs> Honestly, I think that whole thing was just bullshit and he just entertained it because he knows for the fact that a whole bunch of people will put it on their dockets on their podcast and talk about it. Well, if so, thanks. Thanks, Rock, because he gave us something to talk about. Well, I mean, at least, I mean, I, I, I didn't mean to go off the reservation and, and rant and rave like that, but... Yeah, you did. Uh, yeah, I totally did. But, um, but I, I, I know, I know, you, I know you got some... Yeah, I I I know. Any any other thoughts about that as as, as far as as far as uh... I literally just said I literally just said I think he literally just said oh I'm president and just entertained it and maybe he was only joking about it it's just that the writer just re-edited the article and made it seem like he was seriously considering it he ain't thinking about doing that shit. I mean, well, I mean, I I, I don't think he's not. 
I mean, maybe maybe there's an inkling that maybe he could seriously consider running, but the thing is, is like, like if I ran for president, would you vote for me? No, but 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 here's the thing, though. Vote for your ass either, shit. <laughs> well, there you go. You well, neither. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, oh man, what was I gonna say uh, about about him running? The thing is, like, with 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 The Rock running, I mean, do, do, do you honestly think that he's that The Rock would really be willing to 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 leave his multi millions that he's making it and move in profitable movies behind for what's arguably the most thankless job? You can think of in, in government being the president. Have, I don't really want. To be, I don't want to be president. Yeah, you I mean, see how you see how stressful that job. That job takes a toll on you. Absolutely. You see, you know, look at a look at a, a picture of Obama from '08, mm-hmm. and then now. Yeah, just all all gray hairs, man. Yeah, I mean, I mean, and, and especially having to, having to deal with all the bureaucracy and the political squabbling and the partisanship between uh, between obstructionist Republicans and you know progressive Democrats. And I'm it's petty. I will much. start a war. There you go. Are you serious? <laughs> you? <laughs> no. <laughs> all right. But <laughs> but but yeah, man. I mean, to, I can't wait to watch this back just so I can see the look on your face. Uh, I mean, I, I, I don't know, man. I mean, it, it's just, it, I mean, I don't know. It, it, it's, it, it just, it just. They have somebody assassinated, though. Well, come on, dude. Yeah, see, see, this, this, see, this is, this is. somebody disappear. This is why we need competent people, competent, <laughs> sane, rational, right-thinking people in the White House and all, and all levels of government, all right? Oh, Lord. I mean, shoot, but hey, you know, but hey, you know. I'm sorry. Uh, I mean, I, I didn't mean to rant, rave. We we usually don't get political on the Codex Prime podcast. We do not get political. We don't. We try to. We try to. We try to. You know, try to kind of. We like to have fun. Damn it. Yes, we like to have fun. But sometimes, there are there are cases that, that sometimes you know, politics does creep in because you know it has such an impact on our lives. And sometimes we gotta touch on it. And we'd be kind of, we'd be uh sort of uh, it it would be really unsettling if we didn't touch on these things sometimes. But. I hate you know. politics. Yeah, I mean, I it I just mean, brings out such a negative energy out of people. Mm. Hence, hence. Well, I mean, po- I mean, I politics to me, I, I regard it as like taxes. It's something that nobody likes, but you have to follow it because it affects all, our lives in all capacities. But otherwise, I mean, on the flip side of that, I mean, if you're if you're apolitical, then you're being apath- you're being apathetic, and and that's not cool because if you're totally indifferent to what's going on, then it's like you kind of deserve all the misery that happens to you in that case. Oh, really? But I just don't like that energy around me. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I, I totally agree. Um, but anyway, uh, moving on. Um, uh, like I said, uh, send 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 your send your thoughts, send your political or non-political or nerdy thoughts to the Codex Prime Podcast please, no at gmail dot com. No political thoughts. Please. Yeah, or or maybe tone it down a little bit. Yeah. No, don't don't do it at all. All right. Well, Codex Prime. We Pod- like to have fun. Yes, we do like to have fun around on here. Uh, Codex Prime Podcast at gmail dot com. Send in your emails, your thoughts, your uh, well wishes, comments, critiques, whatever. So uh, on, on that note, speaking of emails. I think we do have an email this week. We do. From a friend of the show, Fairman. Go on, brother. We haven't heard from Furman in a while, a.k.a. my arch nemesis. Yep, so he is number 21. Okay. Back again to talk some shit, boys. First off, a damn shame that Aris and Maurice are going to be leaving the podcast. I do wish them luck with whatever it is that they will be doing. So that leaves me with Carl and Victor. Oh boy. Don't worry too much, guys. I will continue to support the show whenever I can. Don't want to miss those good old car reviews and slice your wrist movie recommendation Victor gives. Yay. (laughs) But on to the main point of my email. Guardians of the Galaxy was a bad movie. Hot take. The first one was better by Miles and Victor brings up a good point in that they they, they gave you shit tons more of what they thought you would like from the first one. I don't know what, when Drax and Rocket and Drax and Rockets became became fucking at just fucking assholes. Mm-hmm. You want to tell Drax don't you can t- you want to tell me Drax doesn't understand sarcasm? Fine, but Sheldon from Big Bang doesn't either, and you don't see him calling Amy a disgusting creature. Mm-hmm. 
Short of shoving baby Groot in, our, in your ass, I got tired real quick of seeing him on screen. Overall, I'm glad I only paid Tuesday special theater prices for this movie. Oh, and so on to my favorite video game soundtrack, which was last week's question of the week. Mm -hmm. He says, Castlevania Symphony of the Night, mm -hmm. Metal Gear Snake Eater, yes. Nino Cooney, the Diablo series and Final Fantasy 7. A great soundtrack really helps the video game stand the test of time. Until next book until next time, boys, let's keep the pod going. Number one primer, your boy Furman. Alright. Well, thank you, Furman, for that uh, for that email. And Appreciate it, bro. Oh yeah. And uh, yeah, I forgot to mention, yeah, Snake Eater is a fantastic soundtrack too. Alright. Um, and, and yeah, and, and thank you, Furman, for uh, you know, agreeing with uh, my my take on Guardians 2. Like for once. Yeah, for once we are in agreement. Um, yeah, Guardians Two had a lot of promise, but gave you more, gave you more of what they thought you wanted, and yeah. it turned I still, out. I still, I still enjoy. I still found it very enjoyable. Yeah, I got yeah. a nice little experience out of it. So, yeah, indeed. And and besides, you know, like I said, it's, you know, it's not DCEU awful. So it has that going for it. There's light. There is light and bright colors, so and there's joy. So Speaking at least. Of which Wonder Woman comes out in what two weeks? Yes, June second, I believe. Yes. Oh, yeah. oh yeah, Wonder Woman. I am. I'm. We're still gonna watch it regardless. So just. Yeah, I'm still gonna watch it, but you know, fourth time's the charm. Maybe. I thought the, I thought it was third time. Well, you gotta count Man of Steel. Man of Steel, Batman versus Superman, and Suicide Squad. And um, and just like those movies, I'm going with, going into Wonder Woman saying, I hope they don't screw this one up. All right. Yeah. Well, well let's move on to the question of the week. Um, like we said previously, what is your favorite uh, video game soundtrack? Mm -hmm. uh, on Instagram, Devon521, who actually sent us in some artwork a while back. So keep up the good work, Devon. He says, Final Fantasy VII. Crisis Core song number one, One Winged Eagle song number two, and for those who for those who fight. Mm -hmm. Okay, Asia be like, Grand Theft Auto hands down. I especially Grand Theft Auto Five. Mm -hmm. I rotate between like four or five different radio stations. Mm -hmm. And uh, John Haponic, Heavy Rain by Norman Corbeil. I hope I said that right. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Good answers, guys. So this week's question of the week. Yep. What is the worst movie starring a professional wrestler? Hmm. Worst movie of the worst movie starring a professional wrestler. Right. Uh, the, all the good ones star the rock, so I I can't say that. <laughs> so let's um, go with the worst. Hmm. The well the rock has made his fair share of clunkers, but Oh yeah, Doom. Tooth yeah. Fairy? Mm-hmm. Um, for me, oh man, probably, you can you can check off a lot of Hogan movies, movie starring Hulk Hogan, No Holds Barred, Suburban Commando. That was my, that's my answer. Suburban Commando was the worst, <laughs> the worst, and The Undertaker was in it. Yeah, didn't he? And he had like a little kid's voice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah. Three Ninjas High Noon and Mega Mountain. Oh, that's right. Hogan was in that too. Yeah. Damn. Oh. This oh. wasn't a movie, but Thunder in Paradise. Thunder in Paradise. His TV show. Oh yeah. It was a TV show. Or was it a made-for-TV movie? It was a TV show. Oh, I remember watching a couple episodes. I was like, no, stick to wrestling, brah. Um. Oh, Blade Trinity. Triple H, H was in it. Yeah. Triple H. Oof. An actor he certainly is not. Mm-mm. But, but Blade Trinity was whack for many other reasons, not just Triple H. So I don't Ready to I... Rumble? To be fair, I haven't seen Ready to Rumble. Me neither. I don't even want to. That was made at the time where like WCW was at their lowest. Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, that movie started... David. David Arquette was their world champion. Oh, my God. I'm not even bullshitting. It's not even just for the movie. David Arquette was the WCW champion. I remember that. Oh, my God. If it, I couldn't think of a more face palm what the fuck moment than him winning the world title although I, I did read i did read somewhere that um there was some good that came out of that because because uh david arquette he was a wrestling fan at the time and even he told wcw even he knew that it was it wouldn't be a good idea to put the belt on him because at that time nobody gave a 
fuck about WCW. WCW did not give a fuck about WCW. <laughs> they, they really didn't, but like David Arquette, like the wrestlers were ready to go at that point. They were, but for Arquette, like what he did to kind of make up for that, like um, all the money that he made from that angle, he actually gave to the families of Darren Drozdov, Owen Hart, and awesome. Brian Pillman. Awesome. Yeah. So for him, at least some good, some positive came out of that. So yeah. Let us know. That will be up on our social media feeds uh, within a day or two. And uh, like we said, email the show, CodexPinePodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, SoundCloud, iTunes. Leave us that five-star review. It will definitely help us out. Mm -hmm. And uh, once again, thank you for rocking with us for, I think, this week, maybe two years. Yeah. The, the thing is this week, right? See, this week or next week. Probably. Yeah. yeah. We'll double-check. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we are. We're pretty much at our two-year anniversary of the, of the show since we started back in May 2015, man. Yeah. Yeah, still, still going on strong. And big uh, things are coming. Big things are coming. Stay tuned. Oh yes, yes indeed. And once again, we thank you for listening. Thank you for watching, and we will catch you next week with more hot nerd fire and all that stuff. So, yeah, peace out, nerds. Right.